welcome to Reforming Manhood. Hey, hey, hey I'm too sweet, <laughs> Trevor Cowan. This is the oh, this podcast, is podcast where we, we talk, talk life yeah, from a Christian it. male perspective. My name is Mike Watt. I'm Lucha Preacher. And I'm too sweet, Trevor Cowan. Don't talk with your mouthful. That's disgusting. You have donut in your beard right now. I have something stuck in my beard. Donut. That's a new. That's a new thing for me. Yeah. That's a new level of awesome. Is it? I've never had anything stuck in my beard before. I think it's gross. How about your mustache? You ever had anything stuck in your mustache? I've never had a mustache. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you know what? Uh, campers, it's cold outside. Put your booties on. It's real cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's bitter cold. I, I'm not a fan of all of this. I don't live in communist Russia for a reason. Yeah. But Texas, this last week has felt like communist Russia. Thanks, Biden. It's cold. <laughs> we have no electricity. We're running out of gas. I have uh, no indoor plumbing. No indoor plumbing. My well is frozen. See? Communist Russia. Agreed. Agreed. Anyways, anyways. One month into the new presidency, presidential office. Yep. Texas turns into a communist nation. Yep. Ted Cruz had to go on a on a cruise. <laughs> Did you see the <laughs> meme that said... Uh, Ted Cruz went to uh, went to Cancun to rope the sun and bring it back to Texas. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> it made me laugh real hard. He's a true American hero. Anyways, let's talk. Um, we're talking about grace, baby. We talk about G-R-A-C-E. I That's spelled not it the up. song. No, I made that song up. No, you didn't make that song Is up. Is there another song like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't lick your fingers when you say oh yeah. I had glazed I had glazed donut on my finger. <laughs> oh man. Oh <laughs> I should just stop commentating on what you're doing while we podcast because people are not looking at you for a reason, I think. Anyways, Grace Bay Bay. Grace. Last last week we talked about the bad news. Oh yeah, there was so much bad news last yeah, week. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You yep, were yep, mad. Yep. I, I wasn't think, mad, dude. Dude. You definitely you know when We're I was mad? Well. When we had to uh, recut this one. What? Yeah, no one heard the first one because you didn't turn my mic on. I talked for 30 minutes for nothing. I was really, really loud, and you would not speak up. I was speaking just like I'm speaking now. I hope you have my mic on on the computer machine. It's on, dude. Chill out. Why are you so angry? I'm not angry. I'm just double-checking. Cool. Bad news was last week. What did we talk about with bad news? <laughs> last week, we talked about... Uh, Getting uh, grace is getting the good thing we don't deserve, and people are not default good. A lot of times mm. we make the mistake of thinking we're default good, and we we is not. Um, people make the mistake of thinking we're default alive, yeah, and no. we is not. <laughs> yeah, we we need grace. Um, there's no no good in me, and that's the bad news. But the good news is grace. Um, mm. Biblical response to grace is to repent and believe the gospel. Yep, that was last week. This week, we're talking about. God's in charge. That's right. God is in control. He's in charge. God is in control. And this, there's actually a, a great amount of comfort in uh, in knowing that God is in control, especially when when bad things are happening in life. You know, um, mm-hmm. as as life hands you lemons, it's good to know that that God is there to make lemonade. I just made that up. That's really not how the saying goes. It's good to know that He's the one that gave you gave you the lemons. Yeah, and the sugar for the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had times where I've just gotten lemons. That's true. That's true. Just, I don't know, pucker up? <laughs> because they make your face sour. Clinch up, legless. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. But God is in control. Um, and it's a great comfort when, when bad things happen. 
Um, mm. You can uh, you can look back at the stories of the uh, the apostles who were martyred, um, and they they were constantly saying, "But but God is in control." Legend says that Peter died crucified upside down because he found himself unworthy to die in the same manner as Christ, and and him and his wife crucified upside down, singing psalms together, singing mm. hymns. Um, they, they knew God was in control, um, and they knew where they were going. Um, so when, when life is rough, when bad things happen, it's a great comfort to know that God is, well, the, the biblical word is sovereign. He is sovereign. Mm. He is in control. Yeah, he is, he's the only sovereign. That's right. That's right. So, uh, the psalmist would say, uh, our God is in the heavens and does all that he pleases. That's right. He is, uh, yeah, the, the only sovereign. In fact, the sovereignty of God is a incommunicable attribute of God. That means it's only his attribute. He, when when man got his image, we didn't get this. <laughs> we got so, we got communicable attributes, things that, that can cross over between man, but but sovereignty is God's alone. That's his character. Um, mm-hmm. And so so he is the sovereign. And and again, man, it's it's a great comfort when things feel out of control, out of control to know that that God is in control as uh, as hard times hit. I can think of our life personally, man, one of one of the the, the hardest lows we hit was when my, my wife, uh, we, we had a loss. We lost a child in in the womb. And uh, man, I don't know if you guys have experienced that, um, but it's a it's a big pain. Um, that, that hurt, that wound, I don't, I don't talk about it often because it still hurts, you know? Um, and so, but it was my comfort during that time. Know that God is in control. Mm. He's still in control. He is the giver of life. Um, he gives, he takes away. God is in control. Yeah. We, uh, we actually preached on it here or I preached on it here at Crosswork, uh, not too long ago. Crosswork church, Crosswork church in Tohoka, Texas, 2320 Lockwood, 5 PM on Sundays. What up? <laughs> um yeah uh we talked about uh David and whenever God gave him the option of uh paying for his sin either via war via um like, mm. like famine I think was the other one and then the last one was uh, a a pandemic that came on all of Israel mm-hmm. that killed 70,000 people in 3 days mm. and uh he chose that one because he knew God was gracious and uh, he knew God was sovereign, and he found comfort in God being sovereign hmm. in this three-day pandemic. That's good. That's good. Um, and and I think nowadays it's really easy. I think if we if we look with the right eyes to see that the that man is not sovereign and God is. We're hmm. we're not with all this Rona stuff out there. We're not even in control of our next breath, um, and it makes it real that that God is. He gives us our breath. Our breath is on loan from God and uh, and he is in control of whether we take the next one or not. So so just uh just a uh, I don't know, play devil's advocate. Go ahead. What about uh someone that says Satan, so you're go ahead. telling me that God is sovereign over Hitler during World War Two? Yep. What, what? I'm, saying. I'm saying God But even that means that. God allowed the death of six million Jews. Yes. Yes he did. Um, what's the alternative that God's not in control of that, that there's something outside of his will. No, no, Mm. no, no, no. It can't be. Otherwise he ceased to be God. (laughs) Mm. God of the Bible is in control. He is the sovereign. We, we, we don't blame him. People are still responsible for their, their mistakes. Um, but God is in control. We see this as we look at scripture, we see this in prophecy. 
Jesus fulfilled uh, 456 prophecies in the Old Testament. How That's a he, lot of prophecies. 456. Yeah, hang on to that. <laughs> 456 prophecies that were foretold at least 400 years before he was born. How did that happen? The sovereignty of God, because God is in control. But wait, yeah. it was things that, that, that had to do with people and their choices, and God is there in control. There were people control. that died. Yes, 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 and God is in control, working things out for his glory and for the good of those who love him, as Romans says. So, yeah, yeah. so prophecy is, is God working out his plan. It's working out his sovereignty. And if God is in control, that means we are not. Mm. That's the hard part of today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we like to hold on to whatever little bit of control or whatever little bit of sovereignty we think that we have. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we ain't got it. That's a that's definitely a game we play. We we think we're in control and and uh, and I, I mean I do that because I you know when I turn the steering wheel it turns when I um, you know when I when I get up in the morning I'm in control of hitting that snooze or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 God is the sovereign. He's so, he's in control. So let me ask you this, because uh, this series we're talking about grace, and now you're talking about God being in control of all of these things. What do those two things have to do with each other? Well, God is even in control of that. What do you uh, mean? Of, of, of our salvation. Mm. Um, he, um, I think, uh, I, guess, I guess the question you, you asked last time we filmed this that I'll ask of you <laughs> is, uh, if God is in control of even our salvation, when did your salvation become secured? Um, before the beginning of time, before the beginning, before the of foundations of the world. Wow, that's that's, that's a long time ago. Yeah, but but you didn't you didn't say some prayer. You didn't respond. I wasn't you even baptized till thought in my parents' head. Itching your daddy's pants. Don't say that. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I apologize to our <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, before the foundations of the world, God chose me. That's God chose you. <laughs> God chose his people. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the reason we start with that is because, again, we want, we want a high view of God and, and a low view of man. We want, mm. That's what the Bible teaches, a high view of God and a low view of man. That's the accurate point of view. Um, and, and so we want to get, get there when it comes to, to everything, even grace, um, even, even, even our salvation. Uh, we don't, we don't want to be boasting. Um, and, and I think... The big problem is people that they, they misplace their faith, and I think that's why it's it's important to to discuss this part of, of grace that, that God is yet even in control of, of that. I believe we talked about last week the uh, the idea that it's a pretty popular uh, evangelistic uh, illustration of the guy drowning, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and he's he's splashing in the water. All you have to do is reach out and, and grab Jesus' hand and. We made it pretty clear that's not it. We're we're actually dead at the bottom of the ocean, and Jesus mm-hmm. has to bring us up and bring us to barely life. floating before God gives. No, uh, keep going. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the whole words. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so so when when I talk to guys, that's that's part of the problem is they'll put their faith in the wrong thing, and so uh, so I've seen that time and time. In fact, in fact, I remember being at a men's Bible study and asking everybody just kind of tell your testimony, how your story of, of coming to Jesus. And one guy said, I, I remember being, you know, 10, 11 years old, and, and, I, and I prayed that prayer. And I was like, what, what, what prayer are we, are we speaking? Well, I prayed the prayer. The prayer? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how do you how do you know you're saved? Because I prayed the prayer, and he made it very very clear that the prayer is what saved him. Mm. Uh, That's not the gospel. Well, it was, it was either the praying of the prayer or the prayer. So it was mm-hmm. his praying, his ability to pray. That's what his faith was in, or it was in the prayer. No mention of Jesus. So, yeah, that's not the gospel. Yeah, that's the problem. And that's why we have to go to, to the gospel and say, no, 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 no. Actually, even your salvation was, was a gift of God. <laughs> and uh, even, even your ability to turn to him. And so I see people put their faith in the decision they made. Mm. Okay, again, that's, that's not the, where your faith should be pre- placed. It should be in the finished crosswork of Jesus. That was another cheap plug for Crosswork Church. Here we are, 2320 <laughs> Lockwood. Um, but uh, the finished cross, his work is what our faith is in, not in my decision, not in a prayer I prayed, um, not in my baptism or communion or church membership, but in Christ alone is where salvation is found. Christ alone, not in, not in me, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, I wanted to, I mean, let's just, let's just go to scripture for that. Um, John 1, I believe it's uh, starting in, uh, yeah, verse 12 says, uh, But as many have received him, to him he gave the right to become children of God. Those who receive him, you saved. You are, God, you are God's children. Even those who believe in, those, in his name. 13, who were born not of blood, nor of will of the flesh, nor of man, but of God. So we see in that verse, he gave them the right to be called children of God. Yep. And it wasn't on the decision they made. And they were born of God. Born again, as John, as John 3 says. Yes. They're born again of God. Yeah. Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, let me read another version here. and Give me a sec. Um, I believe this is the ESV. makes it pretty clear to help with just people putting the wrong their faith in the wrong thing. Um, 13 says, children born not of natural descent or of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. So, again, it's not about a decision you made. It's about what, what Jesus did did it's got to be about the cross work of jesus yeah um again john uh, john six forty four, uh jesus says this is red letter if you got a red letter bible red letter jesus where it says no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him mm. and so i am saved because jesus drew me out of my sin out of my death yeah. my spiritual i was spiritually dead jesus drew me out like lazarus who was physically dead was drawn out, come forth. He heard the voice and he come running out of that grave, you know? And so that's, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story of every believer in the world today. Yeah. And forever. Yeah. So it can't be about, again, about our decision. It can't be about a prayer we prayed um, or a (coughs) baptism or a church membership, but our salvation is based on the finished work of Christ Mm. alone not on us because if 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 it's on us it's it's a boast right yeah yeah ephesians 2 uh i think it's ephesians 2 8 says uh for we are saved by grace for, first by grace you've been saved through faith and then uh it ends with this is not your own doing this is a gift of god not a result of works lest any man should boast that's right so any boast makes it a work of man yeah and so if your faith is in that Sunday school teacher that uh, helped you pray a prayer, it's time to adjust that. <laughs> Is it, yeah. It's time to put your faith in Jesus. E- either there's there's one or two problems there, right? Either one, yep. your your faith is in the wrong thing, right, and right. you don't know the gospel. Or two, you just don't completely understand that. Yeah, yet. yeah you're, you're saying it wrong. 
or you're doing it wrong. Which one is it? You yeah. know? And so, uh, so you got to do the hard work, the soul work, the heart work of deciding what well, yeah. If, if I was standing in front of Mike and he asked, how, how was I saved? And if your answer is anything but Jesus, you got to figure out, did you say it wrong or do you mm-hmm. mean it wrong? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the challenge. Um, I believe that, uh, that, that this aspect of grace brings forth. Um, and it's honestly, a lot of guys get real mad at this, you know, well, what, what, you know, we're talking about what Jesus did on the cross, and they said, well, but, but, but I prayed that prayer, but mm. I made a decision. I accepted. Yeah, you just said I three times when yep. we're talking about the work, and, the work uh, of Christ. And you here's know? the problem. It's, it's two things. One, it's really prideful. Mm. Um, like Ephesians 2.8 says, you're boasting in, in something you did. Yeah. And it's really prideful. The other is uh, you're like Aaron in, uh, in, in front of Israel looking at a golden calf saying, this is your God who's delivered you out of Egypt. Mm. So it's idolatry. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Praying that prayer is not, that's not salvation. That's not, that's not the gospel. Yeah. Um, and so, so what's, what does that mean? That means humble yourself and, uh, and it's, let's make those adjustments. Mm. Um, let's, let's either one fix that object you're putting your faith in, quit putting the golden calf of a praying a prayer, making a decision, accepting and put it in the gospel or start saying it right. Like maybe mm. you just honestly are saying it wrong. Because that's how you were taught to say, I put my trust in Jesus. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I went to him. He, he died for me. Those things, maybe you just need to work on how you say it. And that, that's, that's valid. And so uh, um, respond yeah. <laughs> and put, make it right, you know? Yeah. So we have some other verses we want to look at today. But before we do, let's define some terms. Because right. there's some words out there that people do not like. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so to be clear... Like like these these terms make most people either super uncomfortable or super like angry about getting it right, you mm-hmm. know. And so we don't want to be those guys, but also we're not going to be the guys who duck the Bible. Like this yeah. is the Bible. This is God's word, and so we're gonna we're gonna t- talk about the hard words in there, you know. Yeah, scubula. No, not that we're one. Sorry, talk about <laughs> that. we're not talking about that today. Yeah, no, maybe no. one day. Maybe one day we'll go a little <laughs> Jeff Durbin on you. But uh, no, no, no. So go, get, go ahead. What's, what's right, the first right. word? First, first word that makes people uncomfortable: predestination. Mm. Is that word in the Bible? Yes or no? Yes. And it makes people real uncomfortable. Yes, they don't like it. No, because uh, most of the objection I hear is, um, "Well, what am I, a robot?" Well, hang on. You just objected to a word in the Bible with something that's not in the Bible, robots. You yeah. know what I mean? So can we can we can we pick a language? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let's go ahead and talk Bible words. Um, Here's, you are dead in your sin. That's what you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so not not a robot, but call yourself a robot if you want. But <laughs> you're dead in your sin. Yeah, without you cannot Christ, do anything are, other than sin. Yeah, we are we are hopeless with without Him. Yeah, until you're born again, as John six says. Is yeah. John or John uh, one? Is it John one. Yeah, John one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so predestination uh, definition I have here: all events in all of history have been predetermined by God. Um, yeah. Again, I, I, I'm not being fatalistic, um, but yeah, he is. He's in charge. He's the yeah. sovereign. Uh, we yeah. we are not. He knew before the foundation of the world that Hitler would have been born yeah. and killed a lot of people. Yep. Yep. So why not? Why not like like on on Infinity War go to go to a little baby and and just <laughs> that's one of the funniest scenes in that movie and they just look at him like he just psycho did he just say that yeah 
And, and again, here's, so, here's, so, here's, here's the problem with that, that thinking. Yeah. Is uh, why not? Why, why should he not do that to you too? Right. Right. We are, we are, I mean, I've said it before. I'm, I'm seven bad decisions away from being Hitler myself. Yeah. Um, I think every man is. Um, but, but yeah, we, we, we're not so good and holy in and of ourselves. Um, we are also dead in our sins and we'll yeah. do what dead things do. Um, sin, you know, yeah. we'll do what's according to our nature. So yeah, the Bible calls us wicked and deceitful. So, yep. um, why, if, if, if God is justified, God would be justified in doing that if he did. Yeah. But why, why not you? Yeah. Why should and so, so this, me? uh, this word, um, predestination, it, it hurts our our feelings, you know. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. You you mean everything I do was predestined by God? What? Yeah, He knew. He knew. <laughs> uh, God can't learn. He can't learn. That's uh, that goes back to. I mean, first grade Sunday school. We teach the omnis of God. God is omniscient, omnipresent, omni um, omnipotent, and so uh, He's all powerful, all knowing, um, and in all places. That means all places means past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Um, all powerful means He can do all the things, <laughs> and. All knowing means he can't learn, and mm-hmm. so uh, and so you he didn't just learn, and so so the comfort in that is, man, he knew what a wretch I was going to be, and still Jesus took the wrath for my sin. Yeah, there's comfort in that, and it's not it's not a it's not a bad thing to be a, a character in God's story, you know. Yeah. So in talking about predestination, there's another word we have to define um, that gets more personal. The word election, mm. or you might see just elect in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that in the Bible? Elect is in the Bible. Um, elect yeah, people are election talks about the elect of God, and uh, and people don't like it um, mm-hmm. because it, it means that that some, if some are elect, that means some are, are not. That means know? God didn't choose some before the foundations of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Election definition: God has chosen before the beginning of time who He would save. Yep. And um, so, so these, again, these are Bible words. We, they're straight out of the Bible. And so we have to, we have to come to terms with them. We got to do something with it. It was because this is the, the word of God and we're not going to duck it, you know? Yeah. Um, Romans nine eleven says, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls. That's right. So, so nobody had done good or bad, and God chose them before the foundation of the world, before so, Adam and Eve ever sinned. So, yeah, that, that should be humbling, and we should say, man, I am not. God didn't pick me because I'm good enough or smart enough or, you know, he saw this uh, this heart like David in me. Um, I'm ruddy and handsome. No, no, no. God didn't choose me for any of those things. You had a heart of stone. He gave you heart of flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, go ahead. Yeah, he, he chose me. He picked me. Um, Why? Because he loves me, and because he picks <laughs> me, and he loves me. That's you know? what that's what uh, Deuteronomy says about Israel. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not because they were greater or more smart or more rich or bigger, but just because he loved Israel. Yeah, yeah. He loved Israel because he loved Israel, and he loves me because he loves me. I didn't earn it. I can't yeah. make it happen. I can't make myself more lovely, lovable. Yeah, and I mean, we can go through all of uh, all of. Uh, biblical history and see god doing that yeah yeah. he chose abraham over anybody else in the world he chose isaac over ishmael he chose jacob over esau um he chose uh moses over aaron yeah god god does he's he's the sovereign you know yeah he's in charge he's in control he does the picking we we do the sinning he does the saving yeah yeah and so 
Um, so let me uh, let me get into, uh, I guess, these two verses. Romans 8, um, as we look at these words. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that God calls us all things to work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That's very comforting. Yep, we love that. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, this is verse 29, to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that we would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he prayed, predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. So from beginning to end, it's all God. He predestined, he called, he justified, and he glorified. Yeah, yeah. our salvation is to his glory alone and not to our boasting. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a hard thing um, because we've been taught differently for so long. Uh, we've been taught to pray this prayer, ask Jesus in your heart, and it's about you. Um, there, there is a response and responsibility. Um, and so we're not saying that. We're just saying don't make it about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, because the Bible doesn't make it about you. It makes it about what Jesus did for us. Um, yeah. We, we, we are the Lazarus, dead and doing all the things dead things can do. Rotting, stinketh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Feeding maggots, whatever dead things do. <laughs> and then he calls us out of the grave and we, we are alive to his his glory, not yeah. to ours. Yeah, verse uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be homely, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. Yeah, again, he, he gets he gets the glory. He chose me. He picked me. I wasn't pickable or choosable or electable or any of those things. I was a sinner um, saved by his grace. And so yeah. um, where, where do we go with this? Why is this important? Because and, one, it should well, be. Go ahead. Go hold ahead. on. Before we move on to the next, the next section here, I think um, I know there's a lot of pushback to this yeah and i would say since, since we don't have a lot of time we can't get into all of it right now i'm sure we will get into it more as we continue to go through this series yeah, yeah. but any objection that you have to this paul addresses in romans chapter 9 any mm-hmm. question that someone has about god's purpose of election and uh um, predestination paul addresses your question in romans chapter 9 yeah, so, so go, go read Romans 9. Yeah, so read on, guys. Read on. Before do, you email us, read Romans 9, then email us, then yeah, we can talk. Then we'll talk. <laughs> um, but do do the heart work. Um, and that, again, we, we conform our will and our words and our actions to this book. That's the job. That's, that's the job of a Christian, submitting to the authority of Scripture. Yeah. And so um, Scripture teaches us, so what do we do with this? We, we don't just sit on our hands because God chose us and elected us. No, no, no. We did. We do what what others have done. We have been invited into this story. God is uh, He's the author, right, and protector yeah. of our faith. That means He's writing a story, and we're, we're characters in it. And so we should uh, we should play our parts well. And so that that includes uh, one. Sh- it should be comforting, right? Um, tell about uh, your time in Southeast Asia. There, Southeast Asia. There, it's a good reason we re-recorded it because I said the country last time. Yep. Now we don't have to. That's right. We don't have to say. <laughs> Yeah, that so place. so it's it's comforting in that uh, two reasons. One, you, when when people come to know Christ, you know that it wasn't your doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we spent uh, for for like for me, it was comforting for me in Southeast Asia where we spent six weeks. We probably talked to 
I don't even know. I don't know how many people we actually talked to. We kept records of people who gave us their name and contact information, but um, we spent six weeks constantly going out every single day, talking to people, trying to have conversations, and saw zero people come to know Christ. Man, so if this was uh, if people coming to Christ was uh, was on you, you suck at this. Yeah, I suck at this. <laughs> I I spent six weeks, five thousand of my friends' dollars. <laughs> um, and uh, saw nobody come to know Christ. That's real hard. Yeah. Like, I have to go back to America now and tell the people who supported me that I went on this mission trip for, yeah, I didn't see anybody come to know Christ the entire time I was there. Mm. You. So if it's your responsibility to uh, change people's mind for Jesus. Um, yeah, I would, I, would, I would be stuck in, stuck in Southeast Asia beating my head against a wall trying to figure out what I can do to convince people mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. And whenever you have that kind of theology, it makes sense when you see churches that are going crazy, yeah. doing crazy psychotic things, having circuses in their church and changing them to changing their church worship center to basketball courts and mm. doing all of these crazy things. Paul Washer would say whoring out the church, whoring Ooh. out Christ's bride to uh, to win people to Christ. Because they think they're salesmen. Because they think they're salesmen. They think it's yeah. on them. Yep. to do these things and it's not yeah it's a it's a it's a boast and, yeah uh, and so quit quit the boast right <laughs> yeah quit, yeah quit so boasting. it's not so on there's, us there's comfort in knowing god is in control rest in christ's sovereignty that's in that. right I, I don't have to convince people no 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 yeah. god is working in the hearts of men he does the work right and and it, as an evangelist we pray this often god move in the heart holy spirit move in the hearts of men today draw people to yourself these are all common vernacular but we don't but then we don't like it when we say well god's in charge of even that you know what i mean I, yeah um and so so i i don't want i don't have to convince i'm not a salesman i call sinners to repent and believe in the gospel i ask the holy spirit to move in hearts of men and, and and he does the work you know yeah and the the uh the uh um the gospel is going to be offensive on its own yeah yeah um you're not going to make it look sexy the way you want it to mm-hmm. to draw people to it yeah. The Holy Spirit has to give people a new heart. Yeah. Yeah. So so we our responsibility is is to scatter that seed, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit grows. Um I sin, he saves. Yeah. All right. Well that's uh that's grace. So uh then uh what's the uh oh the other comfort is uh in knowing that uh that uh it's since it's not on me to earn my salvation, mm. it's also not on me to keep it. Yep, that's a that's a great comfort for guys like us who really we're not perfect, you know. Um, I have bad days. I I yell at my kids. I I smack the kawadi or kick the dog or whatever it is, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's not boom, there my salvation's gone, you know, because I didn't earn it. I can't lose it. It's not up to me to get it. It's not up to me to keep it. Um, Jesus does that for me. Yeah. So uh, and we'll talk more about that. As we wrap up this series. Yep. Um, all right, guys. So, uh, again, this was a tough one. Um, this is a hard one, and I'm yeah, we've talked about sure we'll have conversation in the group. Yeah, yeah. The bad news is uh, you're, you're not good enough. There's no good in you. Uh, this week was the good, or was, was that God is in control. More bad news, I guess. Mm. Um, you are not. Um, here's, here's, what, here's what it reminds me of. Uh, when my boys were little, we used to... Uh, They'd want to play my video games, you know, as I'm playing, uh, I'm playing the new wrestling game or whatever. And they're like, oh, I want to play with you, daddy. Even Caleb used to sit on my lap um, and reach for a controller. 
So you know what I did? Mm. I would give them a controller. Same thing I did to your kids. Yeah, you give them a controller that doesn't work, right? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so, and so, uh, and then then they play the game, and uh, they got a controller, and uh, yay, you know. Um, and so, so this is hard because we, as we grow and mature, we want to think that our controller is actually doing something. Um, that all the button mashing we do, all the stuff we we get done, that we we work and strive for. Um, we want to say, go us, look what we did, uh, mm-hmm. when actually the, the, the father is in control. Um, again, not that we are without responsibility. Um, we should be in the father's lap. We should be working a controller knowing that, that he's in control, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, or like the, uh, you know, the kid in the back seat when mom's driving and the, they got the kid version of a steering wheel, you yeah. know, we, we get frustrated that we're turning the car. Um, we're turning the steering wheel, but the car's not turning guys. It's cause we're not in control. Um, mm. the, the, the father is in control and, and we wouldn't want the two year old to have the steering wheel. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's better in the father's hands. And so yeah. let's, let's leave the steering wheel in the father's hands, giving him the glory for the good that happens in our life. Knowing we're in charge of, I don't know, spilling the Cheerios and honking the little horn, you know, <laughs> honking the little horn. So I want to close by two verses to encourage the guys listening. Yeah, let's do that in this. First Peter chapter two, verse nine says, but you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possessions so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you may not be in control. You may not. You may not have the steering wheel, right? Yeah, have the steering wheel. But uh, but God does give you a part to play Mm, to proclaim the excellencies of him who's called you out of darkness into light. That's right. And he's promised us that we will be successful in doing so. Yeah, go go proclaim his glory. Go yeah. Proclaim the excellencies of the things he's done. Go go and do that well. Um, sweat at that, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reve- uh, Revelation 7, 9 says, There before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. So the people that Jesus told to go and make disciples and teach them to obey are worshiping him in the book of Revelation. So we know that when we go out and proclaim these excellencies, that we will be successful in doing so. We know that people will respond to the gospel and turn to Christ. Awesome. 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 All right, fellas. So know that. Um, use that. Be lever- Leverage that in your heart, in your attitude um, to, uh, to move you to action at work and worship. Um, yep. And uh, let's uh, continue to talk about these things. Yep, bring it on. In the Forming Manhood group, I hope we have great discussion over this one this week. Hoorah. Hoorah. <laughs> uh, so check us out, our Facebook group, Forming Manhood. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. All right. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. We'll see you later, fellas. Be sweet, show Jesus. Later. Later. later.